Hello, friends, and welcome to Coach Cuts Corner. Streaming bright from Michigan's capital city, this podcast is dedicated to helping you better understand the who, the what, and the why of mental performance, personal growth, and Lansing Stars baseball. Coach Cuts Corner, brought to you by iWash. In collaboration with Lansing Community College. And now here's your host, Stephen Cutter. Welcome back or welcome to Coach Cuts Podcast. I'm Stephen Cutter and today I'm joined in studio by Hayden Modaff. Coach Modaff is an assistant coach and our recruiting coordinator, along with being an elite level academic advisor here at LCC. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Mo. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me back. We just got back from a a long road trip in Ohio and got back late at night and early in the morning. So caffeine's rolling. So today we're going to talk about High performance in teams, what little bit we do know about that, a little bit about winning, not just on the right side of the scoreboard, and some mental performance stuff. So uh, let's, let's get rolling. You know, when I talk about mental performance, you know, you've, you and I have been together for a, a number of years now, but when we talk about mental performance, one of the biggest things to understand with mental performance is it's a muscle. It's something that can be grown. The only way that you're going to grow it is by constantly working on it. You can't uh, just drop out mental performance one time in the fall and one time at Christmas and, you know, and so on and so on and think like you're going to do really well. You you have to consistently work on mental performance and on, on your mind and you're going to really find out how well you've been working on it or how much you've been working on it when you kind of get smacked in the face mm-hmm. and seeing how people react. Uh, was mental performance, you, you were a college athlete at one point, was mental performance really even on the spectrum at that point? Because we're not talking about, you know, 30 years ago. We're, mm-hmm. we're talking about, you know, less than 10 years ago. What, what was that like? Yeah, my, my freshman year uh, with Coach Pullman at Muskegon, we it was very elementary it was very much what was you know taught in the 70s and and all that where it was we did it once a week where we did tapping he taught us tapping to relieve stress um and then and then it transitioned to usually what i think most people believe mental performance to be when you hear about it with coaching where it's we'll run you and in mental toughness and my sophomore year was a lot of that. It was, you know, we'll run three or four miles, we'll sprint. That's going to build the mental toughness, and which it doesn't. No. But we have Brian Kane. We're, yep. we're extremely fortunate to have somebody like Brian Kane in-house. Uh, he's a huge asset to our team. I remember I found Kane when I got into the sports coaching world, yep. and I was trying to figure out how to be different and how to be the best baseball coach that I could possibly be, and whether it was going to be a pitching coach, a hitting coach, a, you know, whatever it might be. And I, I knew that the mental performance side was one of the easiest things to get into because it wasn't well known and uh, people looked at it as you you needed to be a psychologist to be able to do this kind of stuff and i got on google and i i started searching and i come across brian kane and and you know years later to see him fly into lansing (laughs) and you know not only uh 
just leave the crowd wowed at our first pitch dinner with mm -hmm. all the stuff that he did. You know, I'm disappointed that you weren't on the stage eating fire along with me. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that that was special. But then the next day, you know, he spent he spent quite a bit of time with our team, with our coaching staff, yeah. with our, our leadership committee, with, you know, just all this different stuff. That's what mental performance looks like is, you know, Brian left a lot of stuff on he you know he took a whiteboard and did a lot of writing for us yeah. and and he got into uh performance pathways and and what mm -hmm. things look like have you actually seen things come to fruition from the mental performance side where you're constantly repping out stuff and then you see results of it because sometimes with mental performance or a lot of times with mental performance you're not able to take a grade. You're not able to get a grade on it. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's hard to measure at times. But have you have you seen where things have come through for people that have worked on mental performance very intentionally? Yeah. An example that I saw yesterday was uh, one of our one of our players. He'd had two or three really poor at bats in a row, and then it kind of carried over to his fourth at bat, and he was down 0-2. It swung at some really really poor pitches that were way out of the zone. Saw him step out, look at the left field foul pole, do his reset, take a deep breath. Next pitch, he battled it off, came back, did another left field reset, and he banged one off the fence. Next pitch, got a hanger, drove in two runs. So I've seen it. You know, it's it's something I believe. And one of the things that I, I felt most was was last year, no matter how many runs we were down in the game, you know, it would be down seven, eight runs sometimes. And the belief was, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll get that back. It's seven or eight runs. And, and, you know, most teams that's, that's an absolute backbreaker. That game's over. You're already, all right, this plan, let's throw this a one way. What are we doing next? What are we doing next game? It's just a belief system and it's, it's mental performance. And it's, it's, you know, I really didn't understand it until I started working with you where it was, what belief system based on winning is and how big a piece mental performance and the daily practice and repetition of it really plays in. And we're going to talk about winning today yeah. and, and kind of what, what drives winning. So when we get into that piece, you know, I, I still go back to how important having other voices in the room are. As a head coach or a manager, you know, the players after a while will start tuning out pieces of what you're saying. Yeah. But if you have somebody else in the room that's saying the same thing, and that's why having assistant coaches all on the same page, pulling the same rope, having somebody else in the room saying the same things, it might be in a little different uh, verbiage but it's the same stuff. And then yeah. you get somebody like Brian Kane that comes in and he's a, he's a national powerhouse when it comes to mental performance. Mm -hmm. And he's speaking the same stuff in a little bit different language, but he's saying the same stuff. It just drives a lot of things home. And he offered a, or he still does, but he offers a mental performance mastery course where you yeah. can, you know, pay X amount of dollars and you can get certified. And it's, it's a, fairly basic course, but it's a good way to get your, your feet wet. And, Absolutely. and, you know, I know our coaching staff has used it 
And, and, you know, when I found Kane, I think my capacity for zero was very high. I was, I was willing to burn it all down to start again <laughs> as I was transitioning. So it didn't matter. So I, I dove into Kane, dove yeah. into a lot of other special ones. And then yet today, here we are seven plus years later, we're, we're still using all of it. Yeah. And it's, it's not only in mental performance times, it's, it's all the time that that is happening all the time because we're coaching players that are playing a sport that is very mentally challenging because sure. of the amount of failures that happens. Um, before we get into winning, I want to talk about um, how, you know, yesterday was a really incredible transition for you because you're responsible for the streaming of our games. So you get the job of setting up the tripods and getting the cameras out and then getting the Wi-Fi going yeah. and getting the everything going. Um, that can be a lot, especially when you're dealing with weather and wind and stuff. You ended up on top of a dugout yesterday. I that was uh, yeah. I, I saw phones out. There was a lot going on there. <laughs> what was going through your head when uh, you got everything finalized and you got up on the dugout? But then you weren't really sure that you'd get back down. Yeah, the, the coming down piece was tough. <laughs> uh, I was trying to find a part of the grass to land on that looked like it wouldn't break my ankles. And uh, I'll tell you, like yesterday on the I think in the halfway through the first game, I, I looked at you and I was just like, my bag's starting to tighten up because I uh, was refilling my water bottle. I dropped the cap and I went to pick it up and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh no. And uh, yeah, so so that was tough coming down. Uh, this morning, my left ankle is is not feeling well, but yeah, anything for the perfect shot, right? To total juco, um, no, <laughs> no ladders, just going to climb yeah. fences. And, you know, that's, that is a nice setup for us. I, I think we got like a 30 or a 40 foot yeah. tripod it's that goes sick. up. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's a little bit juco, but then it's also, it's, it was, uh, tied to the, the backstop with J band. Yeah. So, yeah. So. And we had a, don't forget the, uh, the termite infested yeah, the uh, table. wooden yeah. table yeah. that we had propping it up. Yeah. Very cool. So back to Kane, uh, there's a piece of mental performance in what we just talked about there, but Brian, um, on our whiteboards, he started laying out a performance yeah. pathway and it was stuff that we were already doing, but he just hit things home again. And if you want to have success and success is going to be derived as the results at the end and those results may not be the right side of the scoreboard at all but it's the results that you have every day um, yeah. are you going to win today and and like i said we'll get into winning here in a few minutes but that performance pathway started with with leadership mm -hmm. and he likes to say a thing that says coach fed player led and that's something that we've been doing for you know a few years now and when you hear that coach fed player led that's obviously different than a lot of other organizations. Um, mm -hmm. it, what's, what's coach fed player led mean to you? It's encouraging, it's encouraging ownership of their own careers. And, you know, I, I think it's really easy for someone to stray off that path. And, and that's where the coach fed part steps in where you're, you're getting them back on course and giving them kind of a gentle nudge and then hoping they take the reins and run with it. And generally they do in this program because of the type of kids we bring in and the type of leadership they face every day. And, you know, that's from you, that's from Greg or AD, that's from the administration as a whole. And then, you know, just continually putting up that guide rail and continually just giving those little nudges when they need them to, to keep the momentum up. 
And and that's really coach fed, player led to me. Yeah. With with that, I I believe that I can or we can get them to do anything. Mm-hmm. We just can't get them to do everything. So those those bumpers are very important. Yeah. And there's times that we have to let them lead. Yeah. And sometimes they're leading in directions that we don't necessarily want them to lead in. That's not going to end up helping us with the results at, at the end of the day, the end of the week, the month, the year, what, whatever else. But that's that's where that coach-fed, player-led stuff comes in. Did you ever have a, a moment with coaching where maybe the first time that you truly, truly grasped what, you know, coach fed player led was where you let a player take on a a bigger decision or play a bigger part in some sort of leadership stuff where kind of the light bulb switched for you. I don't know if there's a specific time. I think it always started with trying to lead and and if you're going to lead you need to lead by example Mm -hmm. and if you're going to lead you need to tell people what to do and then (laughs) those people need to listen to what you're doing and if they don't listen to what you're telling them to do then they need to be reprimanded and they need to go out and (laughs) run polls and and then um you know when they still don't listen then then you just start talking about how bad your culture is or how bad the kids are or whatever else and Anytime you can give people more ownership, yes, you you might get burned on it. They they might not follow through with what they're supposed to do. But if yeah. you can give them some more ownership, you'll find that people generally, in general, they're gonna they're gonna lead. Yeah. They they like that autonomy piece and they, they like the ability to to go out. So instead of dictating or managing everything, it's more or less letting letting the the players lead. And then as a coaching staff, we, we do a really nice job of just having those bumpers or their, those guardrails yeah. out. And we have to rein them back in at different points. It might be at, you know, at, at study table. It might be at practice. It could be at leadership. It could be in the community stuff we do. Absolutely. Um, it, it just It's one of those things. So that performance pathway really looks like four different things it's leadership is the first and then it goes to culture which is the probably one of the biggest words used in sports today it's really overused but culture boils down to what does your environment look like culture is kind of the long game and environment is right now and you really need to have a special environment if you're going to have special things happen you can have the best players possible for whatever level that you're at but if you don't have good leadership and you don't have a good environment the at the end of the day those results are just not going to be very good Mm -hmm. and so we go from culture to behavior in our program we talk about top third behavior and bottom third behavior and top third behavior can be doing a lot of different things it can be winning your day is just getting up in the morning and making your bad or holding the door for somebody or when you walk past somebody greeting them with a hello or you know we just got back from the south from a, a long almost two week spring trip and yeah. and we were staying in Biloxi Mississippi for a number of days and we happened to be right next to the beach and the boardwalk and every morning I would get up and I'd go for a walk down the boardwalk a because it was you know, 70 some degrees and, yep. and, and nice, but it was, it was a great opportunity to get out. And, and of course, when you have something like that, there are always people out, you know, doing the same thing. And 
I, I never passed anybody in any of those mornings. I only ran into a few people that I knew, which were parents that were following us and things like that. Yeah. But I never passed anybody that didn't look at me and say good morning or hello mm -hmm. or anything else, even when they had earbuds in or, or anything else. Yeah. And that's that Southern hospitality. And, and you kind of look at that and you're like, well, that's that's top third behavior. That That's For what sure. you want. That yeah. That is what you want. And you know, bottom third behavior is just somewhat being average and, and just doing what everybody else maybe is doing, or typically it's doing a lot less than what everybody's doing. But we define in our program as top third behavior, bottom third behavior. And then the final thing is, is what everybody starts really, in my opinion, coaching for is, is the results. And <laughs> so uh, when the season starts, we're focused on results. And, and if you forget about that pathway, which starts with leadership, coach-fed, player-led, culture or environment, mm -hmm. and then what type of behavior are they exhibiting, then the final is the results. Yeah. And you think about like some of the teams that you've either watched or you played on, how results-driven they are. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not that you don't want to pay attention to results, but it's that you're kind of getting the the cart in front of the horse mentality where yeah. you're, you're missing out. Um, when we talk about winning and what drives winning, I'll kind of start and you can really chase it. And if you're willing to sacrifice, you might, might just catch it briefly. Mm -hmm. But I was telling this story to Greg in the athletic department this morning, and we were talking about winning. And, and I said, winning will invite you to the party, and you're going to be feeling good about yourself, and, and you're going to get to that party, and it's going to look like it's going to be a lot of fun. And once you get there, the, the doors are going to be locked, and the lights are going to be turned off, and you're going to have to start over again because winning is very temporary. And when we mm -hmm. talk about winning, we're not talking about the right side of the scoreboard. No, we're talking about in life. How can you win every day? What's winning mean to you? How, how do you achieve winning? Yeah, if you would have asked me this before I started, you know, working with you on your coaching staff, you know, four or five years ago, I would have really talked a lot about the right side of the scoreboard and, right. and all that. Uh, being a part of this program and being a part of your journey and coaching with our program and the programs in the past, it's really broken down into winning happens every day and it's a process. And that's awesome because you can stack up a lot of wins, but you can also stack up a lot of losses if you're not paying attention. And I think that's awesome. Winning to me is, is staying on an edge and, and staying intentional and trusting that there's a process. And I think every program now has adopted the term process as, as well as <laughs> culture and all that. But the awesome thing is I think in good programs and especially in great programs like here at Lansing, the process is so fluid where we're constantly tinkering with it and adding in new, new wrinkles and, and things like that. And, and that's winning to me is, is, is constantly just looking for an edge, finding the smallest little thing that we might've lost at. You know, we were looking at how guys were taking their leads the other day and, and small things like that and adding in those wrinkles and that detail oriented stuff that that's winning. That's that's what it is. And and that's a sacrifice that most programs don't make. And that's why they're only at the party for a short amount of time. And that's why generally winning 
people, teams, environments, whatever it might be, they have a hard time of it attaining it for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's because they, once they get to that spot of winning, they forget everything that it took to get yeah. there and they forget about all the work that they put in. So then that's why they're only there at that party for just a, a short period of time. And yeah. you can see that repeated in history uh, through businesses. You can see it repeated through sports teams. For sure. There's there's a great reason why it's super hard to win back-to-back championships in, in any sports. I mean, it's just it's really super uncommon. And I think one thing, you know, that I've looked at is like elite performers, typically in elite teams, elite environments, they, they have one thing in common, and that's the ability to achieve the end result over and over and over. And you talk about like process and what process looks like, which process is another one of those words that I feel like just like culture, it's, it's overused. It's <laughs> yeah. not understood. If I drop process here, it sounds like uh, we're doing something special or, or something like that. But th- with the elite performers being able to achieve the end result over and over, and that's owning the minute, owning the, yeah. the, the hour, owning the 24 hours, owning the next day, owning the week, owning the month, and just continuing. You might not win every second of your day, but, yeah. but you got to keep achieving that end result over and over. And, and that's one of the things that really drives winning. There's nothing normal about winning. Uh, that that was something that I read at one point. And it, if you need normal or to fit in, then get used to being in the middle of the pack. Yeah. Because that's what it looks like. Uh, there is nothing normal about winning. If you're going to win today, you've got to start all over tomorrow and do the same stuff that you did to win today. And then you've got to do a little bit more. And and pretty soon it becomes really hard seven days in to, to keep pushing the needle forward. But if you can do that consistently, if you can do it for 30 days, mm-hmm. your life will significantly change. Big time. And that and that's what that's what programs look like. You know, mm-hmm. look at legendary football programs or look at look at legendary basketball programs. Yeah. You know, think about like John Wooden's UCLA basketball <laughs> teams and, yeah. and all the stories that have come out about what they would do. Yeah. Think about process. You talk about process. I, I remember hearing stories about uh, Wooden would teach people how to put their socks on. Yes. That is process. Why would he teach them to how to put their socks on? So they wouldn't get blisters because their shoes were just not as good as what shoes are today, right? Yeah. Where, where yeah, you yeah. still get blisters, but, you, you know, you get the idea behind it. And, yeah. and, and if you want to talk process, that's what process looks like. Just dropping out, oh, we have a process. That, that, that isn't anything. Yeah, that's when you, you you encourage kids, you know, with a big part of what we do here is, is, you know, not only are we bringing kids into our program, we're trying to help them, you know, get out of it. And, and a big part of, of what we are trying to teach them while you're here is to ask those questions when you're on those recruiting visits. I think if we have every kid takes off and goes and visits three or four schools, like you said, every single one of those schools is going to say, there's a process here, you know, buy into the process. And really a big thing that we push is ask, have those kids ask what the process is, you know, find what aligns with what they want and figure it out. You know, Brian had mentioned playing to a standard and not a scoreboard, and we had different words for that. But that is uh, super important. You know, last night at the time of this recording, we played 
you know, a doubleheader yesterday and we mm-hmm. scored we scored 34 runs and had 30 some hits you know yeah in, in two games and from a baseball standpoint if you're like well you know 34 runs you know 30 hits that that's an amazing day didn't give up very many runs on the on the pitching side you know that's an amazing day mm-hmm. but we're not playing to uh, the scoreboard we're mm-hmm. playing to standards yeah. and so practice today is not going to be a bunch of high fives about how well we hit or how well we pitch you know certainly we'll we'll hit on that stuff but today we're going to talk about the things that we didn't do because we deviated away from our standards yep. and went to the scoreboard and um that if you're going to define culture, you're going to define process. That that that's where the exclamation points are, and that that's Absolutely. what that's what makes LCC uncommon, and that's that's what makes our environment super super special. Yeah. Thank you, Mo, for uh, joining me today, and uh, thank you. P- appreciate your insight, and look forward to seeing you on the diamond. Coach Cuts Corner is recorded live in the WLNZ studios. Engineering and production assistance are provided by Dedalian Lowry. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it and follow us on all the platforms of social media. You can find more about our program at lccstars.com. And donations to our baseball program can be made at the same site. See you next time.